cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindeque, all the way from New York City. And on the other side, I've got Kerry Stein, Stein, Steen, Steen. How's it going, Kerry? Hey, what's, how's it going with you? What's cracking that side? Um, this is strange. I'm not going to lie. That's not a, it's not strange at all. We're just going <laughs> to. Which we're just gonna make it happen. Um, I'm I'm gonna try my best to make this the best show ever that we've ever done. Um, but if it is, if we have a couple of gremlins, then don't ask questions. It's because I'm a couple of thousand miles away. Gazillion millions. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so today we're gonna be catching up on um, my kitchen rules South Africa journey as we do every week because that's a standard. Um, Sunday night was a whole heap of fun. Um, as well as my current trip to New York City, what I'm doing here. What's going on? What's crack-a-lackin', yo? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we're also going to be chatting about an awesome new food project in Observatory in Cape Town. Very exciting. We reported on that last week. Super, super, super cool. Yes. Uh, as well as we're going to bring you the top five good news stories for the week. Cause that's what Kerry searches for. Yes. <laughs> and it's proudly South African. Proudly South African. You chose them. Did you choose them to make me feel proudly South African while I'm out of the country? Um, that and to make everybody else feel proudly South African because of all the other poop happening. So we need to sort of clear that out the way and uh, bring in some good news. Jeepers. It's been a tough two weeks, eh? It really has. It's really been a tough like two weeks. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of um, a lot of hardships in our country at the moment. And I think uh, the fact that you've chosen some good news stories all the way from South Africa. I to, had to. To make us proudly South African. Yeah. Um, we don't need to concentrate on the cuck in the world. Nope. You know? But the, the biggest thing that I've learned on my journey over the last three years of being with Cliff Central and all of those good things is that... um is that people want good news. And and majority of the time, a lot of the time, I'm not going to say majority, because majority is a very broad stroke. Yes. But a lot of the time, the mainstream media, it really does just paint a different picture. And if you're only concentrating on the mainstream media, if you're only sort of um, reading what's going on on the, those different websites, mm. it's going to break your heart. It really is. And that's why, I mean, you were saying that there's been a lot of hardships and stuff, but there's also been a lot of good news. There has been a lot of good so news. So I, I think personally, the good news overtakes the bad. Just people focus on the worst. Well, this is the thing, Kay. You either are going to be tuning into Cliff Central's good stuff. You're either going to be reading uh, Good Things Guy, uh, catching up with uh, the good news in South Africa, or you're not. It's that simple. There's no gray. Exactly. Um, it either is what it is or it isn't what it isn't, really. You only know what you know. Tune in. Listen up. Did you hear that profound statement? You only know what you know. You only know what you know. Pretty I much. actually heard somebody say that the other day, a 15-year-old. I've got the mentality of a 15-year-old. So no, no, no. Sense. She's actually very intelligent. Oh, well, then she's got the mentality of a, what am I, dashing 28-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm not 28, but we'll no, just go with that. No, no, we'll go. Um, Sounds I got, good. I've got a face for radio, and I'm on it. Uh, <laughs> sure. All right. So we're here to remind you that there's still so many good things in the world and South Africa right now. And the world, man. New York City, baby. It's amazing. Have you ever been to New York? couple of times. Okay, so this is not your first time. No, very lucky. Uh, actually, after school, after school, I, um, oh, I lived, what a terrible story. Don't do this, kids. After school, <laughs> I, uh, I registered to start at Varsity, and I did. I, like, I went there during registration week to UJ. My parents paid the money. And it was all great, and I was busy picking up textbooks and doing all the great things that you do. And it was like, you know, when two people are standing at the altar and one of them is like, mm-mm, 
Gotta go. Runaway bride <laughs> on that horse. Boom, out of there. So I, I literally, I phoned my mom because I was too scared of my dad. I phoned my mom and I said to my mom, Mom, I, I just can't. I can't, I can't be a, I can't be at university. I feel like I'm wasting your money. It's going to be, this is going to be like, it's going to be bad. A if, disaster. If I, if I go into class, if I start the semester, I'm, you're going to be more disappointed in my results. And I can feel that already because my heart's not in it. And my mom went, oh, like, that's tough, man. Your dad's already paid for the year. How many days was this before you had to start? No, it was, we were starting. It was, oh. register, you were, so you were registering like classes. Like the day before. No, it, the, that had already passed. At university, where it's, it clicked on. It started. Oh, yeah, it started. Right. So, yeah, I just, and my mom was like very understanding, but also, uh, I guess. Disappointed. Not disappointed. That's such a tough word. Um, she was understanding, but, um, Worried for my future Because like I guess as a parent you, Okay you, she was concerned, concerned. Because as a parent You're like Ah oh, he's got his stuff together He's going to university Yay what a relief What a relief He's got a plan And then I was like Meanwhile mm, back at the ranch mm, 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 mm. I, can't, I can't I can't So she phoned my dad Oi And then I just ignored My dad's calls For a couple of days <laughs> Because <laughs> I couldn't I, I couldn't face the fact Um but yeah, I, where am I going with this? Oh, I landed up in New York. So I, yeah, I, I, uh, I dropped out of varsity. On the then, second day. Yeah, on the second <laughs> day. And then the weirdest thing happened. The weirdest thing happened. Okay. Um, I started going to varsity. So even though I dropped out, uh, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends were in UJ. So I would go to classes with them. Anyway. Just because I was there and I had nothing else to do. Oh. Like for the first, may, maybe for the first two weeks, I lay on the couch and I caught up on like series. But then I was like done with it. Then I was like, ah. I'm, I'm ready now. No, I wasn't ready. I was just bored. Okay. I'm ready to go and join my friends and socialize. Yeah, I'm not going to study. I'm just going to go to campus. Okay. And I had a student card and everything. So, <laughs> so I. So you got a taste of uh, campus life. I did. I, student life. But it was more like real student because I would spend my time in the student center, um, eating pies and okay. drinking and like, and then landed up in Melville. And it was just this big fat jaw. Like it really was. Right. And eventually my parents sat me down and they were like, listen, listen, yeah. This is unacceptable, Brent. This is unacceptable, Brent. You had a life path. Things were in place. And now, what are you doing all day? Nothing. You're just wasting petrol by going to varsity. And you, you're not studying. And I was like, man, but I'm having fun. Like, I was working at the time as well. So I was really paying for myself to have fun. But they were right. And they were like, you need some sort of direction. So I got involved um, with a company that sends South Africans, or used to, I don't even know if they still exist, but they send South Africans overseas yes, to they sort do. of to work and to experience a different life and to like have a, a to get that worldly experience, like holiday camps and or pairing and all stuff. of that stuff. Yeah. And I, so I, at eighteen years old, um, I'd never left the country before. Like okay. most most South Africans yeah. are like that. Yeah. Like the it's a, the other half that gets yes. to travel when they. 10 or whatever yeah. it is. So I ne never really left South Africa before. Um, and I, <laughs> I got, got a job in, in America and I climbed onto an aeroplane for the a big, big aeroplane for the first time ever. Um, all by yourself. And by my lonesome or I'm so lonely. <laughs> um, yeah. So I climbed on an aeroplane 
bags packed with everything that I thought I'd need for a year. Uh, had a big party before I left. Massive. It was like Brent's farewell party. He's going to be gone for a year, man. Um, left the country, flew to America, landed in New York. And, um, and I lived for a year on the East Coast of America. So I pretty much went to, it was like nine or 10 states that I traveled through. That and, is crazy. And then, uh, the second year of my American dream, um, I lived in, in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, my house was in Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Um, and, and then I worked in, in Boca Raton. So it was like, it was a cool experience. And you know, you know what was So really, you were there for two years? Yeah. I came, I nice. came back to South Africa holiday. in between for like mm. a little bit of a holiday. Um, but the one thing, it did many things and I learned many lessons. Uh, one of the greatest is that, um, is that Alberton wasn't the be all and end all because that's where I grew up, right? So I'd never really seen more and I'd ne- never really done more. <laughs> um, and it just made me so worldly. And the second year that I was there, um, I, I realized, oh, it's second year that I was here. <laughs> uh, mm. I'd realized, um, that I needed to, f- I needed to go back home because South Africa, I needed South Africa and South Africa needed me. One of You're the things, quite right. one of the things that I, that I realized in the States was, um, it's difficult to do business with someone who's been brought up in a different culture because mm. we work differently. And I'm South African. Like I am South African. Fully, 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 fully. Through and through. Through and through. And I came back. And um, and then I was ready to study, and that's when I applied for my second stint at Varsity, which I paid for myself. You see, it all worked out, and your life path was… Uh... Yeah. Look, kids, don't do this either, but I dropped out the second time too. That's a whole other story. I, I made it to uh, my, my degree, uh, a BA. I'm actually sitting here with my, not, my not, wide my wide eyes and my mouth. It's not I mean, open, just so, so you know all the way over there. Some people North. are like… Um, is a BA even a degree? Like they, the, the people that have BComs really look down on BAs. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference between a pizza and a BA? Tell me. A pizza can feed a family of four. You know how many times I've heard that joke? Like that, how many times I've heard that joke? People are mean, man. They are mean. Um, but it's I a bachelor of A. And see what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> people are mean about a BA. And a, I know. A, I know. Here's the thing. I actually went to varsity to go and find out about a BA and people were like, yeah, it's a Bachelor of A. And I'm like, oh, that's no, 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 no. Here's, here's me now. Okay. So two and a half years, I've got, I've got two, two, two subjects and then I'll get my BA, but I, I didn't and I dropped out because mm-hmm. I had this life path that was flipping. I was on a water a river on, on a boat and I was like flipping paddling and I was all <laughs> over the place and it was just crazy and I was going, 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 going. And, and now at, uh, Whatever age I am, because I don't give that away. Um, 28. I'm 28, Jill. No, I'm 32. That's my real age. So at 32, I own two businesses Mm -hmm. and I employ, it's almost 20 people. Mm -hmm. And um, out of those two businesses, I can tell you for free and for nothing, if you have a BA, I would hire you. Like I would. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So the the people that gave me stick for, for growing up and wanting to do that. Uh, you can't see what I'm doing right now, but you know what I'm doing. <laughs> Look at me now. Look at me now. <laughs> no, man. It's, it's not about being ego, no. but just, you know, when you study, you study, whatever your life path is. I don't even know how we got onto this. This was supposed to be the intro to the show. Because you're supposed to be, because you're in New York. Um, New York. So I'm in New York. Uh, I'm traveling around. I'm doing crazy stuff. And I would love for you guys. So my whole reason that I'm here, the whole reason that I'm in this beautiful city is to document it, is 
is it's to take photos, it's to put up videos, it's to uh, create the vlogs Show other and write. people the world. Kind of. It's a lot of people don't have the experience or the opportunity to go travel. And, mm-hmm. and I'm in this lucky position where I can. So if you guys have got anything that you desperately want to see, if you've got any cool things that you'd like to, to experience, um, Hit me up, tweet me, Brendan Lequeux. I will literally go and find them. Um, it's like London. When I went to London, and my friend Darren took me to this little bar that I'd never heard of before, uh, called Cahoots. Cahoots. It's called Cahoots. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties. That like cheers. And um, it's behind this alleyway just off Oxford. Mm. And uh, you can make a booking. You have to make a booking. They won't let you in unless you've got a booking. And you walk up to this door. It's just the door, just a plain door. Nothing special about it. And you knock on the door and you open the door and there's a man standing behind the door that's dressed in absolutely 1920s, 1930s. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Big top hat. I love that. He's so theatrical. Uh, Welcome. Welcome. Come in. Come in. Do you have a booking? And then you give him your name. And he rings this telephone that's like two pieces, one in the ear, one by the mouth. And he tells them, Darren and Brent are here. Um, and then you walk down a flight of stairs for about three days. You just walk downstairs down and stairs 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 and stairs. That's quite scary, like Alice in Wonderland. And eventually you get to the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cafe that's been set up in an old, unused underground station. Is it still there? It's there now. If you're in London or you're going to London, it's amazing. It's called Coots. And that's the things that I want to find in New York right now. So if you guys have got any special little things that you can tell me, uh, where to go, what to do, how to get involved, I want you to tweet me. It's Brendan the Q. If you want to tweet the show, it's cliffcentral.com. You can even give us a call, 861 You can WhatsApp as well if you want to. What's the yes. number? 079-748-2090. Yeah. Say it again. Oh seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. That's the number. Get involved. Uh, we're having a great time in studio. I want to chat about something else before we get into the top five. Okay. Um, there's a a little pizzeria, and now we're talking about. It's like I'm a a food connoisseur. Um, since being on my kitchen rules, I'm all. I think you were before. Was I? Yeah. Do you think so? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We can call me a foodie. Yeah. Do you want to call foodie. me a foodie? You have been a foodie for many years. Really? As long as I've known you. Okay, now uh, uh, I want to unpack that though. Why do you say that? Well, you and Andrew used to have regular, well, you had regular dinner parties. And if they weren't dinner parties, it was just last minute Sunday lunch and you posted on Instagram and Facebook and it looked like something out of a Jamie Oliver cookbook. (laughs) Just something we slapped together. You are too kind, Kebe. You are too kind. Um, no man, there's a restaurant in Cape Town in OBS Observatory yes. that I absolutely love. I absolutely, absolutely love it. It is off the wall. It's like cahoots. Mm. It's the special little find in the middle of observatory. And, um, it started between the South African girl, um, who, I mean, she calls herself, I'm going to tell you now, Kiki. 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 Kiki went to Ibiza. Ibiza. How do you say it? Ibiza. Ibiza. She went there like on a bit of a summer holiday, a little bit of jam jam, good party going on. And she met this guy. A little razzle. She went for a little razzlet. And she met this guy. Um, and his name is Diego. Diego. Diego and, and what? Kiki. Kiki and Diego. Kiki and Diego. Sounds like a cartoon. And Diego is this Italian... Ugh, 
they just met. Love of her life. Stud muffin. Stud muffin. Diego's a stud muffin. <laughs> and they met, um, they met on the beaches of Ibiza, and Ibiza, Ibiza, whatever you call it. And they had the greatest time. The absolute greatest holiday. I've heard so many stories like that, actually. Yeah, like especially lo- from this year. Love at first sight, yeah. but this is back in like 2007, yo. Hmm. This is a long time ago. I, I'm li- I just lied to you. It was, I think it was last year. Maybe. No, I, no, it was long ago. <laughs> okay. It was long ago because okay, so many years ago they opened up their pizzeria in Cape Town in 2011. So okay. it was like way so before that. So they had the greatest time there, and um, and after the holiday ended, uh, he said to her because his English was really bad. He's Italian. He just learns how to speak English. So he said to her, Kiki, I propose what? that you come to Italy. Uh-huh. And she was like, Ah, I've only known you for like three weeks. I'm not sure you should be proposing. And he was like, No, I propose that you come, come to Italy. Me. And he just meant, like, Come to Italy, come and enjoy it. You, you've got an Italian passport, you mm. can come and enjoy. And she did. She went over there, and their love grew, and their love for food grew, and they had this amazing time. But something was lacking in her life. She had a little, little something missing in her heart. Her home. Her home, South Africa. Yeah. So they came back to South Africa. Uh, she got a corporate job. He was sort of doing whatever he was doing, but he, he could note, he noticed that. She was sad because even though she was back home, now she was stuck in corporate. And they mm. hadn't been in corporate for a couple of years. So he suggested, let's flip in, let's go into food. And she was like, okay, where are you going with this? And he said, hear me out. Just hear me out. It'll be off the wall. It'll be quite crazy. But I the people the will yeah. love it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he said, I am going to build us a pizza oven in our flat. I'm going to build us a pizza oven. <laughs> And we're going to invite people into our apartment as a restaurant. They are going to come and experience a restaurant in our house. We're going to cook pizza like my grandmother did all those years ago. You're going to create beautiful art. And and we're going to do this. We're going to create this restaurant. In the house. Inside their house. And so... Ferdinando's Pizza was born. They, Ferdinando. they named it over their, their little doggy. His, his name is Ferdinando. <laughs> and, um, and they have the greatest time. They've moved since then. They've got an actual restaurant now, but it's still quaint. It's still beautiful. It's still cool. It's still small. And they've been voted as one of the top 10 pizzerias in Cape Town that you wouldn't even That's know about. That's amazing. I've, no, I don't. That's Dirt why cheap as well. So if you're looking at like a good meal at a nice venue with a cool story, you need to go there. The reason I'm featuring them is not because they've paid me. The reason I'm featuring them is because they've gone just above and beyond. After two years of, of fully having the restaurant and fully um, making great headway in the restaurant space, which is difficult in Cape Town mm. because restaurants, they come and go as quickly as the tides. Um, but they've decided that they now are ready to give back. They're now ready to use their own money and their own profits to give back to people that need it most. And using their own profits at the start of August, they opened up what they've dubbed a pasta kitchen every Wednesday. So instead of it being soup kitchen, like to feed the needy, they've opened a pasta kitchen right outside the restaurant um, and they'll feed anybody, absolutely anybody who is hungry from 6 p.m. They will not turn anyone away, even if like they're finished and the, the pasta for that night has been made and there's one more person. They'll go make an extra batch of pasta to make I sure that everybody will eat. And, and they've called it a pasta kitchen. And the nice thing about this is that they've, they've also, it's not just about food. Mm. So they haven't gone, we're going to create this pasta kitchen. We're going to feed you on a Wednesday and then we'll half five you and see you next Wednesday. Instead, 
they have created the pasta kitchen as a way for people to connect. So they connect with the, the homeless and the needy and they find out what the homeless and the needy need and then they try and assist them. That's incredible. In some way. Um, they've also, I love that. yeah, man, it's, and it's grown, eh? It's, it's really grown. So there's a lot more people coming to eat every Wednesday. They've now got this deal where they go and clean up observatory, uh, de-weed, all of that stuff. They come back for vouchers. We've heard that story before. They're doing it now in observatory, which is flippin' cool. The vouchers, they can buy socks and toothpaste and yes. all those great things that they need. Uh, hopefully Haven Night Shelter vouchers. Who the yeah. hell knows? And it's sort of up to them. But what's pretty cool is if you visit the restaurant at the end of the night when your bill comes, if your bill comes and you've had two pizzas mm. and a bottle of wine and it's been a great night and your bill's like 400 bucks. Yeah. Then you go, okay, well, the waiter was super, so I'm going to give the waiter, like, how much do we give the waiter? We've got a 400 rand bill. How much do we give the waiter? 50 rand. 50 rand. 60 rand. rand. So we're going to give this waiter 60 bucks because Kiki was amazing. Kiki Mm. served us. Thanks, Kiki. You're incredible. 460 rand for the the restaurant. And you know what? I've got got 40 bucks extra because I have 500 rand in notes. So I'm going to give 40 rand to the pasta kitchen. Oh, I love that. And you can help to support them. That's how easy it is. One of the top 10 restaurants in Cape Town, yo. That's great. Hey? What no, a good I love story. That. I think that's awesome. What, what a good story. There it should is. be so many more. All over the place. Well, here's the reality is people are doing it every day and there's great stories happening. And this is what we said at the, tell be- us, at tell the beginning us. of the show. There's great, amazing things happening in South Africa, in the world. Crazy amazing. And that is why every week we get to bring you the top five good news stories. Can you hear <laughs> me sitting my on? Intro. No, you will. I'm at a desk inside my hotel room. What do you want me to do? What is this? Where's my music, Brent? Um, te- technical glitch. <laughs> Come now, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my intro. There you go. Okay. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I can't really sing like that, so that's pretty bad. Uh, We're going to start with number five without your intro music and the background music and all the rest. Um, But we want to know what's going on in the world of good news. What is in the charts? What's happening? What can we bring all of our listeners? Starting at number five. Speaking of pasta kitchens and that of happenings in Cape Town, a farmer is donating free vegetables to a soup kitchen to help those in need. How, this, so this, and I love that you chose this story yes. because the farmers have been highlighted in the last two weeks and we've had, um, the, the, the right way to stand up for them and the wrong way and the right way to stand up for murder in South Africa. I mean, it's such a, a controversial mm. subject right now and it's Sensitive. difficult and it's hard and yeah. it's really sad. And, and I, I do not condone any murder. It's incredibly heartbreaking mm. where South Africa is with our statistics. And you know, we just, we need to be better. And this is a story of someone that is being better. And they didn't do it for the recognition. They didn't do it because they were looking for someone to write a story about them. They did it because it matters. And I, I'm getting all emotional, but it's such a good story right now. We need stories like this. So many people living near the farms. It's Philippi. Is that how you say it? Philippi, Philippi. Horticultural area depend on them for cheap or free vegetables. Lavender Hill Soup Kitchen thrives on it. So there is a lot of um, gang-related crime, I'd say, in Cape Town. But um, also that comes from that comes from a lot of poverty. So in this particular area, um, St. Thomas Street and Lavender Hill, um, 
Ralph Bowers uh, started the soup kitchen. He did start the soup kitchen, right? Yeah, have I got it right? Yeah. Started the Guardians of the National Treasure to provide food, love, and care for the children and elderly people living in Lavender Hill. So um, basically, they start. They've got the soup kitchen, and um, I don't even know how you say it. Nobile Brinkes. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I just like a to farmer. point out, um, Kerry and I butcher a lot of names. Yeah. But let's just be honest. It's not just African names that we butcher. I mean, you, you go to the broadest lengths to butcher a name. That's Afrikaans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Butcher it, that. Pa! Nabil Brinkes. <laughs> yeah. A farmer in the nearby uh, Philippa horticultural area provides the kitchen with vegetables every single week. So, um, and I hear a lot of farmers doing that as well. This is amazing because he's he's empowering them to help others. So he's helping someone and they are helping many. And that's why I said the story is so important right now, especially right now. We need to be sharing good news. We need to be sharing these good stories. Um, otherwise, nobody would know about them and then we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to celebrate these good things. Exactly. What do we have at number four? South Africa's youngest black female cardiologist. Let me start again. Yes. Dr. Viwe Mins... It's Dr. Viwe Mtweti. There you go. But here's the reality. Imagine you had to go to her. You wouldn't be able to say her name. You'd be like, Doc, Doc, yes, can you help yeah. me? Um, I got a lot of flack on my, on my social media Why? when I posted this story. Someone was like, ah... You can't say that she's the youngest female black cardiologist. You need to say she's the youngest female cardiologist. And I was like, listen, Brie, um, she's not the youngest female cardiologist. She's the youngest black female cardiologist. That's right. so, so that's her title. Yes. She's proud of being she black. Proud. And we are proud of her. And here's the reality. She didn't grow up privileged and she's made it that far. And that's the so point. we need to highlight yes, that. I got that so angry. It's, it's, you know, that's just, that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you come from. And if you come from an underprivileged background, you have a dream, you have a goal, and you have ambition. And if you've got that, that will get you through to get you where, where you, what you want and where you want to be. Just because you grew up underprivileged doesn't mean you can't have your dream, like reach your dreams. Exactly. We're going to post that story up online so that you can read more about it because it is that inspirational. You should be reading about it. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. What do we have at Number three. A post is going viral for encouraging black South Africans to ask their burning questions. Yes, see, this guy literally blew up. Yes. He blew up. And can I just tell you, his name, his name is L- Lawrence. Lawrence. And he started a, um, a, a Facebook page called The Joe Burger. Mm. And when this, this started trending on social media, I'll have you know, Good Things Guy wrote the first article on it. First it went article. Crazy. And it blew up completely. Yes. He landed up like on all the mainstream media. He was all over the place. He was asking red. He, all he did is put up one <laughs> picture. He's like, okay. What did he say? Okay. Black people ask white people anything you want to, mm. basically. And the questions were just mull. I love this one. Why do white women go into a salon, pay big money, only to come out looking the same? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they do? Uh, Some of them, yeah. So here's a question because there's a guy, I don't even want to mention him, but he's, there's some people that are not happy. They're like, oh, it's racist. Mm. Do you think that as a woman, a white woman who goes to the hair salon and pays money and you come out looking the same, do you think that statement's racist? 
No. It's funny. It's hilarious. Because you do, it's right? It's true. And they so, do come so, Well, same. it's not just women. I do the same. Yeah. I'm like, hi, I'm here to get my hair done. And, and then, then I walk like, out and I'm like, hi, I look exactly the same. And then you're like, guys, do you like my new haircut? And nobody even notices. Never, ever, ever, ever. ever. Yeah, but there's a lot, eh? Um, so we're going we're gonna to put that up online so you can read all of them. If you haven't already, because so many people have, they've gotten involved. You have to go um, see. Everyone got involved. Everyone got involved. Was that number three or number number number? That was number three. Right. So now, sorry, we're not in the same studio, so sorry. I have no idea what's going on. We're on number four now. Uh, no, we had number two. I mean number two. Number number two. A video is going viral of a Cape Town man taking his family's helper for her very first driving lesson. So a video of a Cape Town man <laughs> taking his family's help, family helper for her first driving lesson, uh, lesson headlined. <laughs> okay. It was hilarious. Caroline. You she are? needs her own show. She needs her own show. Not even Josh. We don't need him. Um, Caroline just needs her own show. When she's driving. The Caroline and Josh show. When she's driving and he's like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, I'm nervous. Uh, my poopoo's going to come yeah. out. <laughs> and then they nearly crash into the garage, which is mad. And Josh is like, Caroline, stop. <laughs> and at some point in the video, she it. breaks really I hard and the dog's in the it. back. And he's like, ah, the dog. And she goes, Sorry, Coco. <laughs> it's too good. You have to see it. It really is just two beautiful um, people. And so natural. Well, you can see that there's yes, a love there. You can yeah. see there's a love there. Caroline's like his other mom. Yes. Um, Come, Caroline. Let's go. Mom's not here. We're getting in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most incredible. Like, if you if you want to feel inspired uh, right now or even tomorrow morning, open the video. Watch it. You'll love it. It's funny. It's amazing. What do we have next? <laughs> We'll it put it up online as well. Yes, it takes a village. South African supermom is going viral for breastfeeding her helper's baby. So I, this story got sent to me, loads of people. So you must understand I'm the so way glad. the way the good things guy gets stories is they get sent to us, mm. and then we sort of vet them, and then we 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 sort of are we going to put it on the site? Are we mm. not? What are we going to do? And this story got sent and sent and sent and sent and sent, and I was worried at first about putting it up for two reasons. Yeah. One, breastfeeding is controversial. You know, on yes. Instagram, if you show a little bit of nip now on a woman, they ban the photo and block you. Mm. So you can't. Like, yep. you can't do that. And this photo, there is a bit of nip. Um, yep. there's, she's breastfeeding. Yes. The second is um, about breastfeeding another baby. So yes. I'll, put, I'll be the first person to put my hand up. Uh. My hand is up. You can't mm-hmm. see it, but yes. it is. I am ignorant. Okay. I'm ignorant, or I was ignorant on this subject because I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a wet nurse is a thing. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yes. And there's, there's actual clinics that you can go to. My hand's still up. You can't see it, but it's no. still up. Okay. There's clinics that you can go to where wet nurses are available to help your baby, or you can get milk that's been expressed. So yes. your baby's going to drink other mom's milk anyway. And here's the reality, humans. We drink milk from a cow. Brent. Yeah. You know that I'm a mother too, hey? Feels like oh, you're you shouting at me. Sorry, I'm just. And I also breastfed. I'm shouting at all the humans because some people <laughs> are like, ah, humans, you can't, you can't breastfeed another baby. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And she, her, her helper is, I'm um, suffering from P, P, post, postnatal depression. That's it. And the baby's got colic and yes. things aren't going great. And she and just she, needed five and she needs minutes. To sleep. So She's tired. This mom also has a little one and she was like, little one, you take the left. Other little one, you, you take, take the right, night. and we're going to sit here. I'm going to watch Oprah, and um, mom's going to have a nap. Yes, that's exactly it. 
And, and I, I think, think that amazing. is amazing. So there's been one or two, and that's why I got like on my high horse. There's been one or two people that have said things, um, but course, the majority, always. 99.9% are supportive of it. I'm going to put that story up online as well so that you guys can see it, read it, know it, do it, all of those great things. Mm. This is the good stuff live from New York City and uh, Kana Cliff Central. Collaboration. Stop. Collaborate and listen. Kerry, you've got some people in the studio there with you. I do. What's cracking? They're dressed like elves. For real? For real life. Am I missing elves in the you studio? You totally are. No, man. I'm telling you. That's ridiculous. Like little helpers. Who's uh, who's in the studio there? The Santa Shoebox Project, ladies. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> well, welcome to the good stuff, ladies. It's Thank great you. to have you in studio. Thank um, you. It's Deb and Irene. 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 Oh, it's I remember this because last last year I was actually. And it's also you (laughs) really. No, last year I was a a MC at the uh, at the event at the launch of the Cape Town, and that was good fun. We cut a cake. We did. There were things. Poor Tutu was there. Uh, I met her. It was our ten year birthday party. It was your ten years party. So it's now eleven years. Eleven. We're we're doing the Santa shoebox thing. Um, for some of our listeners that are living under a rock, what is the Santa shoebox all about? Santa Shoebox Project collects and uh, distributes gifts at Christmas time to underprivileged children all around South Africa and also in Namibia. And the project is unique in that the donor knows the name, age, and gender of the child that they're actually donating um, a gift to. So it's a it's a it's a wonderfully personalised pro- um, uh, uh, experience for the donor. Obviously, you know, knowing the name of the child that they're making the box for. And it is a wonderful experience for the child to receive a gift from a complete stranger. Especially um, Who for cared them. enough mm. to make a gift for them, especially. So they see their name on the box and they see their name, the name of the donor who made the gift. And I, I can imagine that a lot of people, um, who are part of this, and I say imagine, I was there last year. I know <laughs> what I know. Um, a lot of the people do make it quite personal. If you're, if you're making Very, a box yes. for, a little girl and you sort of feel you've got her name, you know her age, um, but you make it personal. What do, what, what do they put in there? What goes into the actual boxes? Every Santa shoe box has to have eight required components. Toothbrush, toothpaste, face cloth, soap, sweets, a toy, an outfit of clothing and school supplies. All new, all unused mm. and all age appropriate. That's the bare minimum. Yeah. Of course, what we see in practice is a lot more than that. It People is go out crazy. to I mean, they really do. Several outfits of clothing, boxes full of sweeties. Yes. The personalized letters are always the most valued item. Always. Aww. Always, always. And, and uh, I can only imagine what's written in those letters. I can only imagine. Um, for these kids, the, I mean, we, South Africa is riddled with poverty. Mm. And, and Sadly. it's, it, it, you know, th- I said this earlier on, you only know what you know. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Alex to go read, um, read books, read to kids. And a- Alex in Joburg is here mm. and exactly a meter away is a bridge that, mm. that goes over to Santon. Yeah. And, and most people that live in Santon or live in Joburg have no idea. Um, What's over the bridge? Oh no, totally. Because you don't drive there. No. no. Your ways doesn't take you there. So weird, isn't it? It's, it's bizarre. Mm. And, and for a project like this, um, you're really doing something special mm. for, for little ones that need to feel special on Christmas Day. And not just little ones. Big ones too. Big ones too. Older ones. Teenagers. Zero yeah. to 18. Yeah. And you won't actually, because we've obviously, we've, 
given Santa shoeboxes away. When they open those boxes, their faces light up. And even the toothpaste and the toothbrush, because they've got their own toothpaste. They've got their own face cloth now, and they've got their own soap and toothpaste. It's like toothbrush. I've seen seen the photos. There's there's all sorts inside there, but they go crazy for the hygiene products. It's it's so tough. It's amazing. For me, it makes me feel like a really cuck child. Because when I was younger, I would be like Christmas wish list. Yes. A new PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And, ah, the latest shoes. Uh, and a remote control car. And you like literally, when, when I was a kid and, and my mates as well, you, the lists that you have are disgusting, mm. actually. Excess. It's excess. Mm. Whereas these little kids, um, what they're looking for mm. and what you're delivering is just unbelievable. What, what I can tell you is this morning, um, uh, we received a box, and it was uh, made up by a group of friends, little boys. And they Aww. made – this box was made for a boy called Valentino. And every one of the boys who contributed to this box wrote a note. Aww. And it was absolutely beautiful. And you know what? Often people say, well, this is an expensive gift, and, you know, perhaps I can't afford to make a gift like that. But, I mean, there were there were four of them mm-hmm. that, that got together, and they – you know, I must imagine the one brought the toothpaste and toothbrush and the other one – the clothes and the whatever but I mean they put all these things together they made the box and and the letters were to Valentino we as a group got together and we're making this box we wish we can meet you in person and every one of them wrote a note and they they grade four because it said grade four so so that that matters because that means that there's this project is affecting the privileged absolutely it's it's making people rethink you know just this morning I had a conversation with one of the volunteers we we've reached we thought we've reached 652,180 children because that's how many shoeboxes we've mm. distributed to date. Mm. Wow. Crazy, yes. hey? We're marching to a million. More about that later. But <laughs> <laughs> besides the 652,180 beneficiary children, yeah. there are at least the same number of benefic- of donor children rather and of donor families and of donor companies, companies. and of beneficiary families and schools, etc., mm. etc. Et so this is like the pebble in the pond. It's not just a one-on-one. It is far, far, far bigger than that. Cheaper. So yeah. it's six, 652,180. And we're aiming on the nose. And we're aiming for? Well, what oh, happened yeah. was, yeah, well, what happened when we looked at, you know, we said last year was our 10th birthday. So suddenly year 11 came along and it was a little flat. And we said, okay, well, you know, let's look at how, how are we going to spice this up? And then when we looked at the numbers, we realized that, you know, if we keep doing a hundred thousand per year, like we have done for the past few years, sure. it, it'll leave us with, um, you know, the million in like, or just, or out, just of sh- yeah, just yeah. out of reach, like just in, you know. So anyway, so we decided to stretch the target every year for the for this year. Um, next year, we'll, this was one hundred and ten thousand. Next year, one hundred and fifteen, and twenty nineteen will be one hundred and twenty five thousand. But that will bring us at the end of the twenty nineteen campaign will bring us two million boxes. That's insane. Yes, it's How, insane. <laughs> yeah, we've got. Uh, I can't see you, and you can't see me. I just want to ask them how you feel that, uh, how, do, how do you feel about the fact that you've actually started a trend? Because even if people mm. donate Santa shoeboxes, they go on to do, and other organizations do it as well. Because of the items that you've um, commissioned to be in the box, mm. other people are doing that as well. Mm. So over and above the 100,000 that you, well, that's your target yes. for the year, there are other organizations doing 
so similar. Mm. So you actually, it's more than that. Oh, no, it's way more than that, I would imagine. Mm. Although I have to Good say point. that we have, we have a lot of, um, groups who have copied the idea, mm. which is great for more and more children to receive a box. But we always extend an invitation to those groups to join us because, it's you know, all, for all collaboration, together we can, definitely. we can reach, we can do so much more. We well, can reach so much further. So I love that. I was mm. going to, I was going to, uh, there's two things now. So I don't want to forget this. The first is, is um, the reason why you had the hundred thousand? Uh, I'm not going to call it a target. Ceiling. The ceiling. Yeah. Mm. Is because of the the work that needs to go in behind wow. the scenes. Yes. If you have a hundred thousand boxes, mm, how goodness. do you logistically get them mm. to where you need to? Where yeah. do you store them? There's there's so many other things that maybe the average consumer doesn't think about. They're like, oh, why, why don't you just take a million boxes and hand them out? There's, there's this whole, there's this whole um, other side to it. And, yes. and, and that's where the, the ceiling comes in. Yeah. And you're lifting that ceiling. So yeah. that's the first thing that I just wanted to get to. This, oh, no, I forgot the second. No. Damn okay, it. Well, well, let's reply to this one. So when we started, the very first year we did, we, we aimed to do 600 boxes. And we did 2,000. But like quick like this. And we realized, okay, well, this is great. People love this. It really made people excited. It was really, we were onto something really great. And then what happened, we never decided exactly how many boxes we would do. We would aim for, and then, you know, it just kept going. And because there was a, you know, there's an, there's an endless list mm. of recipients, mm. um, it was easy for us to just go until we sort of reached a number. But what it did was it, it meant that we doubled the numbers every year, sure. which was very <laughs> difficult to keep up with. And that was when about six years ago we decided, no, we can't do it because, because it, when it got really big, um, the planning became really difficult and the logistics exactly yeah. Yeah. was one of the things that well, we, one of the, one of the simplest things that I said is storage. Yes, like you storage, have the, exactly. The, once the boxes are in, the a shoebox, a shoebox is this big. Yeah. Like the, you can't see it, but we all know how big a shoebox <laughs> is. Um, and those uh, hundred thousand need to sit somewhere. Um, it's so massive. It's, it's mad. It's completely mad. yeah. So there's there's a hundred thousand shoeboxes which need to be processed by hundreds of volunteers because you need to look what's inside. Exactly, them. you can't just scan you can't them. Just, you can't just give a shoebox to a kid. No, there no. could be something inappropriate in yes. there. Yes, there have been. No man. Yeah. Really? Are we going to go there? Just one. Just name one item. A joint? Not oh! a joint. Yeah. Skunder. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a pair yeah. of dirty <laughs> underpants. <laughs> I am finished. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we need, we need to chat off air because I would love, I would love to do an article on. Do you know things, where it came from? Things that, yeah. things that don't belong in a Santa shoebox. Yes. This has been found. That could be, that could be hilarious. We need yes. to talk. We need okay. to talk. Okay. Or you should have a, an adult version. I remember, oh, I remembered what I was going to say. Yes. We're going to get rid of the adult version. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say that the, one of the biggest challenges that South Africa has is that every, not everybody, there's certain people that want to get involved in mm-hmm. charities, but there's almost like an ego thing where they're like, ah, I want to own my own brand of mm. whatever. And many times if people contact me and they go, we want to start a charity and look after kids in, I usually go, um, Contact someone who already does that. Yes. Exactly. Because they already have the skills, the knowledge, and the expertise 
to put it together, and I can promise you they need hands. And there are yes. forty thousand organizations yeah. that so are dormant. If if people if people had to start um, collaborating mm. and yes. joining the bigger organizations yeah. that have the infrastructure, yeah. that would mean they would play a part. And yes, we'll we'll give you uh, the the Alberton branch so that you can be part of that. But you're mm. part of this bigger infrastructure, exactly. and that can really make a difference for you guys to yes. grow and grow and grow. And it's grow. great advice. I yeah. really wish more people would take it. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's the <laughs> It, it's not, it doesn't matter if you're a charity or you're a business. Mm. Um, you either need to do something that is um, completely – this is starting a business. Mm. You need to do something that no one else is because then you're in a league of your own. Yeah. And if you are going to start, I don't know, let's call it the Santa Xbox, um, then it better be way better than the mm. first one yeah. because you guys are already there. You already have the infrastructure. And it can't possibly be way better. There's exactly. just no way well, it's going to be no, better. Exactly. We've so, done it over 11 years. So then join, join that yeah. join that organization and help that organization. Definitely. And if you have a warehouse that can store 100,000 boxes, then maybe next year you guys can do 200,000 yeah. boxes. <laughs> I'll tell you where, where sometimes people feel the need to create their own project. Something that we really need to stress going forward, I believe, is that there are 62 drop-offs, 62 satellite teams of the Santa Shoebox project around South Africa and in Namibia. Each one of those teams lives in the area where their drop-off takes place, receives shoeboxes from the community where that drop-off takes place, and distributes those shoeboxes to the children in and around the community where that drop-off takes place. So there really should be none of this nonsense about, I want to give shoeboxes to my children in my area. You are. Yes. You are. You will. Thank you very much. Because we do. We appreciate all of, you know, the little towns where the donor base is very small in Mm. some, in some cases. And the beneficiary base is huge. And for that reason, we also send about 30% of our boxes from the larger drop-offs to what we call outreach areas. Because, you know, I mean, there are rural farms where there is one donor and Mm. there are 80 children, you know. So we take this very, very seriously. And that's, and that's the side that I was getting to. Yeah. Someone might not have that knowledge. You've got it. Now 11, the, 11 years. Yeah, but you know what the other thing is, sadly, is that a lot of these groups would not do it again the following year. We were just talking to some of these girls outside and they yep. said, you know, just doing, just doing 50 boxes for their friends or for their company mm. or for whatever. It, it is such a mission for them to do it that they just won't do it again next year. Exactly. So when people start a group like this and perhaps they get it together for that year for children, like a hundred kids to perhaps get the, next year, they say, no way, we're not doing this again. This was far too much work and it was too much, whatever it was. And then, it falls by the wayside, which means if they joined us, we could join forces. It's right in the system, and we do it. And you know that can grow rather than fall off. Okay, so, so that that's that's next year's plans. Yes, yes, um, this, I love that. This year we have uh, Joburg's closed. We're not accepting any boxes there because you've reached. Done and dusted. Done and dusted. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other? I mean, are you? Uh, where are we? Do we need boxes? We do. Still, Cape, Cape yeah. Town. Cape Town. <laughs> How many? Cape, not many anymore. It'll be. It's about. Uh, let's call it a thousand. Let's round it up, shall we? To a thousand boxes. We have our Cape Town flagship drop off this Friday at the CTICC where you were oh, last year. Oh man, Went. I need to fly back so I you can really come. Should. So yes. I can come and you really so should. You so should. We're far more exciting than, than New York. Far more. So that's on Friday the 10th and Saturday the 11th of November at the CTICC all day. Shall I tell you a bit about what's going on there? Yes, please. Cool. So Greg Burtish. 
The man who, who repainted yes. the Red Cross Children's Hospital. Yes, yes, the man yes. who, yeah, Mr. Little Optimist. The Little Optimist. He was on a um, he was on a, a, a sup board. That's right. Mm. That's his brother, his Chris. Brother. Oh, yeah. Chris. No, they're all they're all completely the Atlantic, yeah. overachievers. The whole thing. His brother was on. Is it a sup board? Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, sub board. Yeah, and he was on a board and a he went stand up paddle. Mm. That's yeah. it. He yeah. went across yeah. the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. it was his brother. Well. Okay, yeah. so they're all big wave surfers. They all you know look after the NSRI and all this this good stuff. Okay. So he's going to be there. He's going to be there with his little optimist, which is a little boat. It's very cool for the kids. Yeah. And he'll read his stories and he'll Aww. sign the books. Lovely, lovely guy. So he'll be there. So if you're in Cape Town, you need to get down there. Definitely. If, yes. if the reason of, uh, if the Christmas, this is, this is the start of Christmas. This function, this event. <laughs> I told you I had elves. It's the start. <laughs> it's, uh, you need to take a photo. Um, it's the start of the Christmas season and the Christmas spirit and the, the, the season of giving. And, and what you guys have done and are doing is certainly I'm feeling all Christmassy now already. Mm. Like I am already. It's the season of giving and it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. It is. Yes. I do agree. I'm excited. Well, the thing is that we've put, you know, this, this target was 110,000. And, you know, our first 10,000 for the campaign went like in four hours. Now, wow. to, now to make the last 10,000, you know, when you've done 100,000 yes, exactly. to, to do the, the last 10,000 was actually a push. It was mm. a big push for us, sure. but we are just so amazed at the support and, mm. The kindness and the and the caring and the sharing and everything that's going on with people just really supporting the project and just getting the word out there and it's within reach. So 110,000 is right there. So beautiful. So, yeah. I want you guys all to get down, even if you can't do it if you're from Joburg, but if you fly down, you can do it. So fly down and sort it out and, and be at the CTICC this weekend. It's going to be an amazing event. I was there last year. Um, and you can help and give back. And that's what I want to really get to is that's what matters. Mm. Um, the, the giving back and, and when you are, you realize when you can, you realize and when you do, you realize how important it is. Um, it's been amazing having you on the show. Uh, I look forward. What? Whoa, 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 whoa! Next year, we need to start planning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Sign up for our March to a Million. We don't just want you this year. We want you for the next, what should we call it, two or three years till 2019, yes. till we reach our millionth child. Another two campaigns. Absolutely. We just need you twice more. There you go, Brent. Yes. Two times. Two you times. should see their faces and the way they're looking at each other. It's very cute. They're just negotiating <laughs> your time for the next three years. Listen, I have to, can I quickly tell a story? Go for it. So in Johannesburg, there was a young boy who came to volunteer. And then we found out that he was a recipient of Santa Shoebox before. And now he's in the grade 11 and he oh, came no, to finished. volunteer. And he was so adamant that the, that the, 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 the coordinator that, that worked in the area, she showed us her, her WhatsApp chat with this boy from December till now, because, you know, last December already, because he was so adamant to give back. And for us, that was really the full circle, you know, that was him receiving a box, you know, really coming back, being a volunteer. And yeah, now he's been visited. He was there. He's part of it. The whole story will be on Facebook. So we really encourage his, people. So it's just Joshua. Joshua. Yes, that's Joshua. Name. Yeah. And, and Joshua, whatever you, whatever you have been involved in and whoever's been part of the sure. project, um, You've changed 600, I'm not going to get the number right, 650, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you've changed those lives, but it doesn't matter because he has one story that does, and there's 600,000 of those, Absolutely. more because of the donors, exactly. and, that's, yes. and, that's, yes. and, and that's what matters 
Fluffman. Yes. That's amazing. Joshua wants to study social science when he, <gasps> when he matriculates. Yes. He wants to be a social worker. He's joined Rotary. He is just all heart. And I think receiving a Santa shoebox might just have sparked that in him. Certainly made him feel supported. Um, doing good feels good. And yeah, Joshua is totally embodying that. Sure. That's amazing. Um, I, where do people go to sign up for next year? <laughs> the year after? Where SantaShoebox.org.za. <laughs> SantaShoebox.org.za. We're going to put that on the website so that you can get it. Hopefully we can share the stories that you guys are talking about. I think please. it is beautiful yeah. what you're doing. Thank you. Um, and it's been great having you on the show. Facebook, please. Facebook. All the pictures on Facebook because yes. all those pictures are pouring in now from, from the celebrations where we're handing yes. out the boxes. So if, if anyone is curious and they just want to have a quick peep, put them in a good mood for the day, visit our Facebook page. Absolutely. Facebook. Awesome. Yeah. Joshua's there too. Uh, we'll find him. We're going to go good. there and we'll share that as well. Thank you for being on the show. This is The Good Stuff on Cliff Central. Uh, apparently the Huddle Up Girls are in studio. Kerry, who have we got there? The Huddle Up Girls. <laughs> the Huddle Up Girls. Are they in studio? Yes, they are. What's cracking? Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good, thanks. Always good, thank How's you. How's Joe Big today? Always good. Always good. <laughs> it's great. It's great to have you in studio and me not in studio. It's uh, it's a little bit different, but we'll we'll work through it, won't we? We'll yeah. get through it. <laughs> so we did say we're gonna um, bring Paige and Curse back. I did take a sabbatical with all the filming of MKR, but we are back in studio, and it's uh, the first of the month, and we've Woo-hoo. got you here. Um, how's it going? Good. Sure. Good. It's been thanks. Busy. Um, yeah, just same old. We are gathering our thoughts for planning for next year, which we've got some amazing news that we'll start uh, sharing with you in December and January. We can't have any of it now? No. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> it yet. It is amazing though. Ah. Uh, definitely changing lives, one student at a time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, so that's what so we excited. can say. Yeah. <laughs> that's you. You girls are being like when someone puts up the, one of those cryptic Facebook things yes. where they're like, "Oh, that's so exciting!" And you should see Watch the size the of their smiles. Dot, and then, dot, dot. and then you're like on Facebook, you're like, uh, "What? What? What happened? What, so, are you okay?" And then they ne- they never ever respond. <laughs> like it's only it's, it's only that that's so exciting, and then you never hear back from them. We will respond though. Yes. So you not, will like, hear not back now. From us. Yeah. No. 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 Can you give me a date? Um, probably the next show we'll be able to tell you one of the major projects yes. that we've um, been working on. And then as of January, we're going to be launching two projects. Wow. Yes, that's very exciting. Very, very, very exciting. Yes. Well, Ooh. since you can only tell us tidbits of that, can you give us something that we can actually hold on to? Can you give us something that you, <laughs> that you've been doing and something that's going on? Yes. Do you want to go? Yes. Yeah. So obviously we all know it's Christmas time yeah. coming up. And, um, we were, well, we are doing a Christmas party for a crash in Cosmos City with 44 little oh, precious yeah. puppets. Yeah. And we, um, have been very fortunate enough to have completed all the gifts for those children. And we have agreed to take on another 800 children. And see if we can try and give sorry, them sorry. gifts. Whoa, as whoa, well. whoa! Forty-four was the first target. Yes. <laughs> you, like, and we were overwhelmed with the and responses. You were like, "Oh, we're going to do, we're going to do forty-four kids. It's going to be great." Boom, forty-four done. Uh, you know, normal human being would be like, "Oh, maybe we should double that and do eighty-eight. And you guys are like, "No, let's hundred that and do eight <laughs> hundred." Yeah, we've done a thousand in the past. Yeah. I mean, Kerry's also we've done a few, and we just thought, you know, let's start off small, and we reached the target. We literally put it on social media. What yeah. on a Wednesday and by Friday we had had the forty-four. Done. Yeah. 
It's amazing the power of social media. And what, really what, what I mean, that you, you're saying that you've got gifts for them. Um, what sort of gifts are you talking about here for the little kiddies? So it's, it's the necessities because most of the children don't have these necessities. Mm. Same thing as the Santa shoebox yeah, is what exactly. they're saying. It's, yeah, it's so, outside. Yeah. it's important because they, they, they want their own toothbrush 100%. and they, they want their own little pair of shorts and they want yeah. you, these little kids. I, I say it's all through the year and I feel like I'm just that nagging fishwife. Um, there's over four and four and four point five million kids mm-hmm. that don't eat every day. Mm-hmm. Just think about that, right? Four point five four million kids that don't eat every day. There, there must be ten million that are not getting Christmas presents. Sure. Yeah, like that's the reality. Yeah. It's actually crazy. And talking about just um, how many students or children don't have food, we actually were at an event um, the other day, and one of the statistics um, at a school was that there was a 23% pass rate. And as soon as as soon as they just introduced a meal to the matrix, that is 63% pass rate. It's exactly mm. how are you going to concentrate how? on school when you, you when your tummy is hungry busy, and you've got a so headache. So hungry, yeah. you can't. No, it's crazy. So yeah, so, so these, these 800 gift bags that we would like to be able to give to the children from Hawk Academy Primary School, uh, which we have briefly mentioned before on the show, uh, it is a school in Primrose in Germiston. They've been running for about a year now. Mm. Um, so we would like to be able to give each child a, a little gift bag filled with the necessities mm. of a toothbrush, toothpaste, soap, face cloth, um, some sweets, um, and then just some stationary as well. Yeah, you know, the, these kids don't have access to, as we, yes, and as you, we said. You th- how old are the kids? From or, grade R through to grade seven. Grade seven, but there are kids that are eighteen in grade seven because they don't have a high school yeah. to go to. So that the headmistress and 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 principal would rather keep the kids, mm. you know, in her classes instead of them being out on the streets. Same so, man. I yeah. just when when you were mentioning um, stationery, it made me think of when I was a kid, and I loved to draw when mm, I was a kid. Yeah. Like now as an adult, I've I'm the real about, I'm real about my skills, and I'm like, you can't draw, you suck at drawing, <laughs> so stop. But as Great a kid, stick man figures. Oh, geez, you should see my stick man, my stick man rock. But as a kid, to color in yeah. and to draw and to just have, imagine like your own set of crayons. Crayons, mm. yeah, just that color, you know, not just a normal bland pencil. You just got some color that you can use. So yeah, so we are, we, we have put a call to action out, um, to ask if anyone would be able to assist. And, uh, Brent, you did um, post it for us. The well, no, 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 no. So I, you must remember, I'm the editor in chief now. <laughs> so there are writers that write yes. these things. And Tyler Thanks, Vivian, Tyler. Yeah. she you, is, Tyler. she's amazing. I, pr- I promise yeah. you, um, her joining the Good Things Guy team, which is just a random because the place is called Good Things Guy and she's a girl, which is, <laughs> I, I don't know how that works, but it works. It really does work. Um, and she is a Good Things Guy, actually. Yeah. And, and her writing has been up for environmental mm. awards that she's, wow. she's just, she joined amazing. the chi- team. And it's just blown up. Like yeah, I'm so incredible. thankful for her. So that was my little shout out to you, Ty. Thank you. No, and she good. wrote thank the story. You. Yeah, right? thank you. And um, yeah, we went and met with her the other day just to have a bit of a you know touch point, get to know one another. And she's just been amazing. She's like, "Girl, send me what is it that you need?" Yeah. You know, and she's amazing. So and thanks. you know, she's my family as well. Is it? Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, she's my cousin, bro. <laughs> Wonderful. But so, yeah, yeah, so so that's really cool. And I hope you've gotten a bit of exposure from that we and have. it's done some yeah, good. We have, but. So, yeah, so anyone that is out there that does want to contribute, mm. please contact us. Are you having a party? We're doing the first, the one for Boitship on the um, 18th. 18th. Mm. And then oh, and I've been to their Christmas parties before. They rock. They're really cool. <laughs> the kids, I mean, you don't... 
It's Christmas time, guys. If you want to do something, you should be doing something mm. all through the year. Yeah, but now's yeah. a good time. Exactly. And to join like a day where you're giving kids their, their little gifts and it's like super, so super cool. Island. There's lots of tears because it is quite emotional, but the kids are so excited. So excited. And so the hot dogs cute. were quite yummy last year. Yes. And there's face painting and there'll be arts and crafts and coloring in and lots of different activities for yeah. the kids How to long get involved do people in. Have to even Donate. the last evening, whatever you have, just. So, sorry, what's the date? The 18th, that's for the one, the 18th of November, and yeah. then the other one will probably be in the, the last week. For, yeah, the, the, Academy. Yes, yes that'll Hawks be for Academy. the first week and the second week of December. Okay. So we'd like to call it for the, for the first week of December latest mm. that we'd like to have those bags done. Awesome. Uh, you can either do the bag yourself or you can donate money uh, to the bags. So mm. those that do want to, we do have a nonprofit that it'll go through. You'll get your certification, your 18A certificate. Um, all those documents mm. that you require. Amazing. It's amazing through the, the power of social media, getting people phoning, saying, you know what, it's my 30th birthday in November. Oh, wow. Don't want to do a gift. We would rather, you know, go donate. to a school, go to an orphanage. You have to, to do something like that on yeah. your website. I think you should like have a section on your website where people can donate a party. Yes. I think that'll oh, be so cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. So like that on, is such a good idea. On your website, you should have, and I'm just, you know, I'm throwing around my would RP. Would you like to take yeah. uh, <laughs> a don't I don't, I don't mind. And if anybody else does this, I'm going to be angry. It's for huddle up. Actually, I won't be angry. You guys should do it too. Everybody yes, should do it. The should more, do it. the more, the better. Exactly. So like have a section on your website where people can donate their birthday. Yeah. How we have cool a donate the be? birthday, donate a school, um, donate, yeah. donate you know, your wedding. Exactly. For my, for donate. my, for my 30th. Uh, which is only going to be in two years. Yes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> for my for my 30th, um, I've I've been very close with Movida when I was mm. growing up, which is a club in Johannesburg. And I sort of chatted to them, and he said, "You can have the club for the evening." And I was like, "That's flipping cool! How cool is that?" And everybody was buying drinks, and it was really crazy. But leading up to the birthday, I was like, at 30. Um, I, I'm, I'm really happy and I'm really content yeah. and I don't want for anything. Um, the things that I want for, I don't think a birthday is going to be able to give yeah. me like mm. traveling to Italy or it's, mm. it's, if you want to put money yeah. in my bank account, that's cool. But then also I didn't work. There's a, there's a whole thing in my mm. head. I'm mm. a very independent person. <laughs> but for my 30th, I was like, guys, for my 30th, I want you all to buy a toy for a kid. Yeah. Buy a toy for so a kid special. and then we'll donate it to a charity. And I promise you, the front door at Movida was just packed That's full amazing. of toys. It was full of toys at one point in the evening and there may have been a bit of tequila involved, but I dived <laughs> into like all the plush toys <laughs> into the teddy bear section. Um, and we did, we went to, uh, orphanage after that, um, out in Soweto and oh, we handed wow. out all the toys and it just, it, it means more. It does. It means more. Yeah. And I think that's what you guys do for other people who don't have the time and the energy to find these yeah. establishments, to find the kids that need it. Yeah. Which is rad. Um, what else do we have going on? I'm babbling today. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's jet lag. Well, um, it was a Partners for Possibility event. Yes. Um, we really are massive fans of Partners for Possibilities and there was the event at the FNB Conference Center. Now, Partners for Possibility, they take a um, business leader, whether you're CEO or head of finance, marketing, anyone from your organization, they partner them with a school principal and they basically be- flip schools around. They, they, it's a two-way relationship. The principal learns and so does the, you know, the person coming from the organization. And it's this relationship that they build mm. in terms of management, in terms of mm. inspiring one another, you know, saying how, how are your teachers, you know, teaching your students and, you know, if a, tu- a student is uninspired, you know, mm. those teachers are 
you know, ha- right there with those students. It's about being able to take advantage of the situation, work yeah. with those schools, work with those teachers, and actually build up self-actualization amongst even principals, mm. the confidence being able to mm. teach and, and converse of what you're trying to achieve with your school and communicate with your school what you're trying to do. Mm. You know, drugs um, problems go down, uh, vandalism goes down. Marks go up because everyone actually feels as though they, they're playing a massive part exactly. in this role at the school. It's about building a relationship between the two. You know, as Paige was saying, you know, so often business leaders, you know, would I suppose go into a school and think, you know, mm. I'm going to change your life, but it is actually the other way I'm around. Mm. Um, it's quite an eye opener for a lot of people to go into these schools and actually see what they're dealing with on a daily basis, mm. what their issues are. And yeah, you learn a lot from each other. And it's a, it's actually quite a beautiful mm. relationship that you see between the two when they have these events mm. yeah. of how much they've learned and yeah, what they've taken from the experience and the kids, the kids I that come that. and share mm. their stories. It's absolutely Olivia. incredible. It's amazing. Are you crying, Kerry? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I do want to say in terms of impact, um, partners for possibility, they, uh, they celebrated their 672 mm. school partnerships. Wow. With an average sure. of a thousand kids per school, that's just over half a million. That's 672,000 oh. kids' lives. Out of I've got 20,000 out of 25,000 schools are dysfunctional. Yeah. How are we sure. fixing this? You know, and 5,000 uh, out of those, those 5,000 are, 5,000, sorry, are working mm. really, really well. Mm. So we've got a lot that we still need to mm. do. And with organizations like Partners for Possibilities, we can make that difference. Mm. We can make that, that change. And then also another thing is, um, when was it last, last week we went, uh, for the Danefin College hosted a forum for all the private school foundations. Um, and we'd love to, and we're going to be posting blogs about it soon. We'll send it to you, but it was just about engaging in that conversation of how we as other schools can also make a difference. You know, Mm. do you offer scholarships at, um, you know, if you're offering 12 scholarships at 4.5 million for the five years, mm. how about taking 4.5 million rand and investing it into three or four schools with a thousand exactly. kids each and making sure that education, the wow. caliber there oh, wow. is the that same is and building Across, up this country. Yeah. We've got so much potential. There's soccer stars, creatives, scientists, environmentalists. That. Like Look how are now, we you see? exposing students to what the possibilities are? So this is the plan, and I need the information so we can yes, write we'll about that. Thanks, Tyler. If uh, if anybody wants to get hold of the Huddle Up team, what do they need to do? You can catch me. I'm cursed at huddleup.co.za. And I'm Paige with an I in the middle at huddleup.co.za. <laughs> and our website's www.huddleup.co.za. And we are on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we are on LinkedIn as well. It's yeah, that yeah, simple. Yeah. And we'll put all those links up. We always do. Uh, Paige, Kirst, Kerry, it's been Thank amazing. You. Thank I you. have to go find an apple teeny in the big smoke or and the big joy. apple or whatever they call so it. So jelly. <laughs> it's been amazing. This is, <laughs> this is the good stuff on Cliff Central coming to you live from New York. Yo. Check you later. Cliffcentral.com.